It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. As uh, as we normally do, uh, Carson Crouch is going to join us uh, via the phone line and uh, and we'll jump to him right now. Carson, do we have you? Yeah, can you hear me good? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey man, it's a uh, it's a Wednesday. It's pretty chilly outside, but uh, but uh, we're here, so uh, that's uh, that's yeah. better than not. Most cases, yeah, definitely. Yep, a little chilly outside, getting that cold weather in. Loving it, loving it. I'm I'm much uh, uh, my uh, I, I tell everybody my physique is is more geared to uh, winter time uh, living. Yeah, uh, just a yeah, little I kind of feel you there with sweatshirts and stuff. <laughs> Right, but uh, but how you been, man? Uh, you know, last uh, this is the last Wednesday edition of Early Morning Grind. As uh, starting Monday, we go to the afternoon, five to six p.m. It's a little, uh, I don't want to say bittersweet, but I mean this is kind of all we've known since we've been going here at WKVL. So uh, a little bit of transition coming. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a new thing, but I'm excited to see it. You know. Um, people will be getting out of work and listening to us. So I'm excited for a new, uh, a new beginning in something. Never know, man. Like I said, it's always better when people are awake when you're talking. I think, uh, I think any, yeah. any late night or early morning show would say, you know, probably a better chance of somebody listening in the, you know, in the awake hours as I call yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, cause around this time, it's kind of like just starting to wake up and everybody's kind of half asleep still. So. Right, absolutely. We're trying to get there, trying to get to that right, grind. But, right. uh, but Carson, talk about a little bit. We, you know, football's kind of our bread and butter right now, especially in the South. SEC football's king, and this past weekend was really uh, an explosion. I, I don't know a better way to to put it. An explosion of of why the Southeastern Conference is is such a a tight conference. The reason why. You never, you never can assume anything in this conference. Uh, Alabama gives up 48 points. Texas A&M knocks off Florida, and uh, and and then Arkansas takes Auburn to a two-point loss that was kind of in question all the way down to the to the minute. But uh, but the biggest news coming out of the weekend now uh, broke yesterday. Uh, University of Florida has paused their 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 football activity. Uh, leading up to this game against the number uh, against LSU, the number ten Gators uh, putting the pause button on due to a COVID outbreak, a uh, mass number of uh, positive tests, and uh, Scott Strickland said, "You know, enough's enough. We're going to shut this thing down for a minute." Yeah, I think it's a big step. Um, well, Florida itself, the state, you know, has a lot of vacation and a lot of travelers. Speaking of travelers, I just came from there, so I understand. Florida's busy. It just got through a bunch of fall break stuff. There's going to be a lot of families that come from having it. Um, pretty much the state's going to be filled. But um, you really look at you look at um, Florida's football team, and they're thinking, "Hey, 
all the all these athletes are going to be exposed at some point. Probably best to shut down, which is sad to see, but it's really going to affect the SEC. Oh, I think exactly. I mean, this is a big game. Uh, LSU Florida is a, a pretty perennial rivalry. Uh, the number ten Gators licking their wounds after losing to Texas A and M, and LSU honestly just wanting something positive to happen to their football team. So it, it's right. it's kind of on both sides of the coin. But uh, Florida football including players, coaches, and personnel, have 19 positive tests over the last several days. Uh, you, you know, it's not a really good look considering that uh, post-game Dan Mullen uh, notably kind of upset about his team's performance, the loss that was, and he kind of called for a – I think he called for a sellout at the Swamp uh, this upcoming weekend, and then now we've shut down their football program because of COVID test. Not a good look. Uh, for the head guy for the Gators. Yeah, definitely not a good look. It's kind of like, a, well, how did they get so many positive tests if you're not keep, if you're keeping them socially distanced and doing the things that the SEC and the NCAA want you to do? So, yeah, it was kind of a surprise, but at the same time, I think they're making the right decision, probably shutting down for a little bit, just making sure everybody gets back to health, and hopefully they can come back in the next week or two. So, so at this point, nothing has been postponed, which is kind of odd to me. I just feel like in you know you're playing big time college football, any delays should result in a postponement. You know, of course, Vandy, Missouri, uh, has been postponed. I thought that was a pretty funny uh, interview with Elia Drinkwitz. Uh, did you did you catch that on ESPN? No, by I chance? didn't. I didn't happen to catch it. So. They said, "How did you find out Vandy was uh, was you know having some issues and was going to possibly postpone?" He said, "The bus company we use is the same one Vandy uses, and they let us know that they canceled their buses." Well, that's one way to find out. I was like, <laughs> "Well, I was like, well, if you're going to oh, have well, a mole then. somewhere, at least at the bus company, you'll you'll know." Yeah, yeah, but. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But uh, at Florida, yeah, that's that's just the dumpster fire that is uh, Vandy. But anyway, um, head coach Dan Mullins, uh, Scott Strickland said head coach Dan Mullins has been in communication with players and their parents. Uh, he said, I've also had conversations with the Southeastern Conference. Uh, last week's opponent, Texas A&M, and this week's opponent, LSU. Again, because if there's an outbreak, contact tracing uh, could impact Texas A&M said these circumstances will be re-evaluated by UF Health, which is University of Florida Health, and the Athletic Department Sports Medicine Group on Wednesday. So I think today will tell the tale of postponement or, or you know, maybe maybe these guys get retested and there's some false positives. There's, there's all the protocol that has to go into the uh, not only the testing but the validation of the testing as it moves forward. But – uh, on Monday, Dan Mullen praised the way his team has handled coronavirus protocol, avoiding a major outbreak uh, with this virus. Maybe spoke too soon. Yep. Um, you just you just don't really know, you know, with all this uh, coronavirus stuff, there's no telling who's going to get it who, um, and how many people are going to get it. And it's just kind of a – it's really just a game. I mean, it can happen to anybody and end up being 15, 16 people, and then you got to postpone. So they just got caught in that mess, and uh, hopefully maybe they can get back um, to playing at some point. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been that guy that says, you know, it's really sunny outside. Let's take the top off of, of a car, a Jeep, whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get just far enough away to where it's 
it's going to be a minute before you get back home and yep. uh, it all of a sudden clouds up? Yeah, just kind of a, a rainy day. Because Dan Mullins consistently on Monday said, if you look at what we've been able to do, I think we're a model of safety and what we've been able to do during this period. Uh, I'm really proud of how we've handled everything and how we've been uh, been doing with everything uh, and our precautions that we've had in place during this time. And then Tuesday, the ball drops. Uh, he's right. He's got to look in the mirror and go, man, I thought we were doing good. Uh, it said the team had 21 positive cases once they returned to campus in late May. They had no positive cases in August and seven in September. And then, of course, this recent outbreak has has done that. You know, Carson, I was thinking yesterday, and I was watching, once I, I got the breaking news, I'm, I'm screaming through Twitter, I'm looking on TV, and and a certain bald-headed uh, radio guy from Alabama uh, said uh, yesterday, um, I think we're getting to a point to where there, there's more that have had it and recovered than have not had it. And that, That's that, what I'm thinking. And that that curve in itself is, should help college football. But but I'm thinking that same thing. I'm like, you know, Tennessee's had a fair share. I mean, they've canceled practices. They've done different things, and they continue to test. But uh, is there is there any – is there a plan to you – because know, I know Clemson had like 30 positive tests right out of the jump. Is there any, any kind of, uh, you know, I guess theory to the uh, – if you if you get it, you can go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, I think well, you look at it, and I think it was the they came out and said, well, you can you can get it, um, and you'd be immune for I think three months. So I think maybe some some people are looking at that, maybe hoping they can get it, but they don't want too many people to get it on the team. So, like I said earlier, it's kind of a game. So you get enough people to get it and then the football uh, program like Florida has to shut down. So they kind of want to be precautious and stuff, but I, I'm right there with you. I think a lot of people have gotten it and I think maybe more, more people have gotten it and recovered than there is um, that people that haven't. Absolutely. And, and Jason Ward texts me and he, he asked this question. He said, if, uh, if Florida's undefeated, if they beat Texas A&M soundly, do they report the cases? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I'm right there with him. I, I'd like to say I think the I think the blanket answer is yes because that's SEC yeah. protocol. But mm-hmm. I will say nothing. You know, there, there's that minimum 53 man or whatever. You've got to have that that certain level of roster to be able to move forward and play, and you got to use contact tracing to shut things down. But I would argue, you know, Dan Mullins post the game, like I said, he he got real mouthy uh, about Texas A&M. And, and, and look, you know, fair fair to him, it looked like there was 40,000 people at Texas A&M Kyle Field. Yeah, it uh, did. It looked packed, and it was loud, too. It was loaded. It was definitely a factor. He said, I know our governors passed the rules, so certainly, hopefully, uh, the administration decides to let us pack the swamp against LSU a hundred percent because the crowd was certainly a factor here in in college station and then he doubled he doubled down like well he doubled down later he said absolutely i want to see ninety thousand in the swamp uh Mm -hmm. he said i don't think the section behind our bench i didn't see an empty seat it was packed here 
Uh, he said the student section, there must have been 50,000 behind our bench going crazy, uh, creates a home field advantage. Uh, he said we want our students out there cheering and giving us a home field advantage. So, uh, yeah, probably that's not going to happen now. I, I can almost guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, he called him – he called him out, but he was like – you know, like you said, he was a little upset with the game, and then I mean that just came out, and he was like, "Hey, I think it's packed here. I don't think they were doing socially distance. I really don't." He think he's probably saying, you know, just to make it fair, let us, you know, put our fans in there because I guess Calfield. I know it's a rowdy place, but there definitely was not um, less than twenty five percent or twenty five percent. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah, it, it was busy. It was busy, and you, you know. And that place is raw. Is kind of you know raw anyway. I mean, it's right. big. They're right there on top of you, and uh, and you know I, I'm all for the everything's bigger in Texas mantra, but uh, you still got to follow the rules. So I, I'm I'm interested in what uh, you know what what is to happen here in the future. Uh, but honestly, today's the day. I, I think you you know you look at it. Uh, how Florida moves forward really impacts a lot of different things. Of course. Uh, if if A and M is somehow affected to where they would have to shift any of their games, uh, that of course impacts the West. If Florida has to postpone a game, even though it's against LSU, it's still a conference game. Uh, this could impact the uh, the 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 schedule moving forward. Do you move your bye week? Well, of course LSU's probably got a different bye week. If you if you look to play it at the end of the season, well they backed all the games right up to the SEC championship. So. Should Florida be in contention for that for that spot in the East, then you, you're in trouble there. So I think the length of this shutdown and the uh, and the impact of the rescheduling is probably uh, what I'm most excited to see today because I I don't see how it works because the SEC gave themselves basically one week in season uh, to to make a shift and the problem is is uh, it was a moving piece that you didn't know who your opponent was going to be. Uh, so that shift also has to be in play. Yeah, it's it's definitely a problem because, yeah, like you said, is it gonna are they going to be able to t- compete for SEC championship? I mean, before this Texas A&M game, they were looking really good. Um, it was the battle of was it going to be them or Georgia? That's pretty much what it came down to, that Georgia-Florida game. Then they lose to Texas A&M, and it's not really a good time to go and uh, have your football program shut down after a tough loss to Texas A&M and um, an SEC loss. So it was kind of a shocker. Um, so it, everything's just going to have to fall under the SEC's hands and NCAA's hands to see if they're going to be able to compete for the SEC championship. But it ultimately just depends on how long they're out. Yeah, and I and I don't think uh, you know the SEC is going to look at them immediately and say, well, you know, you just forfeit games. But I think ultimately, with a with a double digit nineteen sixteen number, uh, I mean, I think you got to look at, at at a longer shutdown than just a couple days. I would think, unless unless you've got the same doctor that Jimmy Johnson had, because he was he was positive one day and then he was negative the next day. Uh, it was, hey, it was that a, guy's a magician. He's he's the magic man. Now you see me, now you don't. But uh, mm-hmm. but what do you – I mean, I think Tennessee fans, uh, knowing that it's Florida. Now, if you said there is Team A that is – you know, that's that's got these positive tests and it's going to delay some things and it could potentially, you know, spiral the conference a little bit, uh, what do you think should happen? And and I think all SEC fans would say, 
you know, let's just figure this thing out. Let's reschedule as necessary and do what we need to do. But, and I'll go ahead and tell you, am I the only one that says since it's Florida, they just need to forfeit the games? That's what I'm saying. Hey, it's Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee could compete now. Or finally, it's us in Georgia. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, and like I said, I, I'm not trying to make light of the, 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 the virus because, again, it's, it's been a, it, it is a real thing. It, it it continues to be a real thing, uh, and and like I said, does it impact everybody the same? No, I I work every day with several recovered COVID cases. Yeah, I just be honest with you. Uh, and, and the thing is, is they had you know a version of it that didn't put them down real hard. But the thing is, uh, I've also there's a there's a guy that that's uh, you know I- impacted. Here at the station on our sister station, John Condroni, I mean, he's he's in the hospital right now uh, fighting. You know, he's fighting for his life. And, and, you know, so those that are out there, uh, this thing's serious. But at the same rate, uh, I I feel like, uh, you know, it's it's, you you can't assume anything with it, I I guess is what I'm saying. So I guess all jokes aside, I, I applaud Florida for raising it up. Uh, but I also bring into question uh, the the how much the conference as a whole can stand and wait. Right. Yeah. It's just going to have to be. Uh, we're in we're in times right now. We're in like weird weird times, and with all this going on, Florida, you know, cannot get mad if we have to do that because we can't hold everybody else back because they have some problems with COVID. That's the last thing we need. So. If it becomes a little too long, I'd say after two weeks, then yeah, they'll probably have to forfeit for sure. What do you, what do you think? Uh, uh, what what do you think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are looking at uh, as they they see Florida having some issues here? Do you think they they're they're watching because their conference is supposed to start this weekend? Uh, their their schedule is yeah. supposed to start this weekend. Uh, I know Big Ten's yeah starting this weekend, and I think Pac-12 is like a week or two after, but. It's they're definitely looking and being like, if that's one of us, uh, it very well could be. We're just going to have to take more precautions because we were the ones that voted out um, to not play. But then it kind of they kind of got a little peer pressured in to play again <laughs> with some coaches and players. So I think they got pocketbook pressured. Uh, I think yeah. that's what they got pressured. But I but mean, yeah, uh, you look at the money. There's no money coming in. But Carson, uh, I, I know I've got you for a short time this morning, but. Uh, I'd be remiss to, to not uh, bring up the, this Friday night, uh, a couple of things. This Friday night at Maryville High School Senior Night, uh, you excited about that? I know you're a senior yeah, at Maryville High School. It's going to be, yeah, last home game. Well, regular season home game, but, yeah, I'm excited for a senior night. Love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited that we've made it to senior night, honestly. Uh, you, you know, when we got this thing kicked off, we was hoping uh, all the sponsors, uh, although very willing to jump on board, what happens if they shut this thing down was was the biggest question uh, going through and and quite frankly we didn't have a good answer but we just said you know just bear with us and we'll uh, we'll make good decisions and so uh, luckily uh, we're well on our way uh, this will be game eight of ten guaranteed games for for high school and uh, and senior night at Maryville High School last home regular season game of course. Uh, uh, again, I think there's some things to get done to be the the conference champion or the region champion, uh, but I think there's nothing saying that Maryville won't host a couple playoff games 
uh, moving forward. So, uh, again, I uh, want to appreciate what you do for, for this show and also what you do for Rebel Radio. But, uh, but man, it's, uh, it's flying by. It does, yeah. It, it, like you said, we just it was unexpected. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to play a season. We're just grateful we are, and it's uh, been a great season and fun so far. Awesome. Well, Carson, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you roll back over uh, and close those eyes one more time, as it's probably still dark outside. But uh, appreciate yeah. you calling in, and uh, man, we'll get appreciate you back it. in studio sooner rather than later. Yep. All right. I'll see you next week. All right, man. Well, as we uh, we exit Carson off the phone line, we will, uh, of course, take us a break. Uh, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this ALCS-NLCS as baseball has heated up. The Rays continue to blaze through uh, the American League, and the Braves, the Bravos, uh, have uh, have stepped out and uh, and put a thumb hold on the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. 
phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. As we come back from the break, I want to welcome in a special guest, 7th Annual Twisted Piston Car and Bike Show, memory of Mr. John Ward, uh, representative from the car show calling in. Hey, welcome to The Grind. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, again, 7th Annual Annual Piston Twisted Piston Car and Bike Show uh, this Saturday, October 17th. What uh, what can we tell the listeners about this uh, this great event? Um, as you said, it's the seventh annual uh, car show that we're having, and we're also bikes as well. Um, we are doing this to raise money for basically charity. What we do is we turn around all the money that we get. Um, we put it back into the community, whether it be for children, for, you know, Angel Tree or, you know, a veteran in need that needs a ramp built or anything like that. Um, spectators are free. Uh, if you want to participate and bring a car, it is $20 to enter. Um, the gates open at 12 p.m. Registration ends at 3 p.m. And it's at the Parkway Drive-In in Maryville uh, on Highway 321. And we're also doing a truck or treat from 3.30 to 5 o'clock. So if you're participating into the car show, uh, we ask that you bring candy. And awards are at 6 p.m. And there's also a free movie at the end of the night. Uh, we're playing Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. Well, if that's not a great day, I don't know what is. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's great. We have a lot of fun. Uh, it's, you know, we just... It's like a big family. We get together every year, and uh, the drive—I mean, the drive-in also provides lunch. You know, well, they don't provide lunch, but you could go and buy lunch at the concession stand. Uh, <laughs> we're also going to have a snow biz uh, there. They're going to be, you know, doing snow cones and all that good stuff. Even though it's going to be kind of chilly, uh, we're also going to have swap meets, and we're going to have a whole bunch of vendors. So it's going to be a good time. You, you know, I, I, I was excited. You know, my buddy Jason Ward, he's a big listener contributor yeah. here uh, on the grind when when he told me about it. And, and you know, I, 
John Ward was a was a listener and 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 kind of follower of the show. And I, I never had the good opportunity to meet him, but I, I you know I've heard great stories. And this uh, this car shows in memory of him. I'm I'm excited to be able to kind of bring up what what this is and publicize it because he was a he was yeah. a great man. Yeah, he was, and he was a really good friend of the car club and. And I know a lot of the guys used to hang out with him and help work on cars and stuff like that. So, you know, he it's it's one of our ways of giving back to him for what he gave to everybody else. You know, it's just, you know, how we memorialize everyone that, that's a part of our car club. Absolutely. Over the years, this being the seventh annual sixth, uh, what, what's a, what's a, uh, is there any kind of cool stories over the years that's happened at the car shows that, uh, that listeners would be interested in hearing about? Uh, as far as cool stories, put I'm you not on the sure, put you on grown. the spot. <laughs> <laughs> we have grown from like you know 50 cars our first car show at Harley Davidson to you know almost over 300 at the drive-in. You know it's it's been absolutely amazing to watch it grow over the years. And um, <clears throat> you know I think probably the best part of it is that everybody just kind of becomes a family, and we have a lot of regulars. So everybody kind of knows each other, but we're always wanting new people to come, you know. And uh, we see a lot of cool cars. And, like, last year we had the coolest bike, the coolest, like, tricked-out bicycle you had ever seen. You know, you'd never seen anything like it in your life. It was great. That's that's really cool. And, and you know, you talk about the growth and, and, and what it is. Uh, car shows are just that thing. Like, you never know what's going to show up. It, it could oh, be, yeah. It could be a year to where, you know, everything's kind of just your locals. And then sometimes you, you've got somebody comes from, from far off and brings in something on a trailer that uh, oh, you, yeah. you can only see in magazines. But uh, what are some of the classes of the, uh, of the car show? Um, we are doing, of course, Best of Show. Uh, we have uh, your rat rat rods, um, top three modern imports, top three classic imports. Um, you know, we're doing like ratted out bicycles and whatever else you could think of. We've probably got it. Of course, best of show, and we have a couple of custom things that we're doing, uh, like a, it's called a snakes trophy. One of our former members. That's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, he passed away. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to turn off my alarm. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. But uh, well, that's the thing with the six to seven a.m. show. Uh, we're 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 used to either people on their way to work or getting up, getting ready for work. So no, yeah. no problems there. But uh, again, I appreciate you calling in and and kind of bringing some light to what is is hoping to be a great event, raising money for charity. This is local. This is what it's all about. And and the seventh annual yeah. Twisted Pistons Car and Bike Show. This Saturday, October the 17th, 12 to 5 listed. Uh, again, $20 to enter, you said. And, uh, again, yes. spectators are free. So, uh, yes. great uh, great night for uh, for local people. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Excited about uh, the car show. And then gone in 60 seconds at the drive-in uh, following the car show. That's just uh, yep. that's a good way to finish the night. Probably one of the better uh, car movies uh, to be had. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's actually a little bit better than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for calling in, and I hope we uh, we we raise some awareness for your for your uh, your event. All right. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. And again, <laughs> Twisted Pistons Car and Bike Show this Saturday, twelve to five, is what it's listed at at Parkway Drive-In here in Maryville. 
And again, in memory of John Ward, there will be all the classes to be had. If you have a, a car you want to take, 20 bucks to enter. If you want to just go check it out, it's free. Trunk or treat will be had later in the uh, in the evening. Again, I think she said 3.30 to 5, and uh, it'll just be a day uh, of fun there at Parkway Drive-In. Again, the 7th Annual Twisted Piston Car and Bike Show in memory of Big John Ward. But uh, again, that's uh, that's something that, that we do locally uh, is try to raise up local events. So if you have one, uh, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter. We'll, we'll pub it. I mean, we're about trying to get that local uh, local flavor out there. And, and again, let people know what's going on uh, because, again, there's a lot going on in our local area but hey you know what let's uh let's take another quick break listen to these great sponsors when we come back american league championship series national league championship series uh both hot and up and going right here uh as we uh move forward toward a world series i know a 60 game stretch went by fast and now we're about to crown league champions it's gonna happen probably by the end of the week But, hey, we'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ram. And I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. 
I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blunt County Zone, Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show, The Grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end, if the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, The Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. Six to seven will no longer be the start time. We will shift to the afternoon grind, five to six p.m on your afternoon commute home we'll talk hot topics here in blunt county we'll talk big orange sports tennessee sports and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon five to six p.m will be the new grind five to six p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19th five to six p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind 5 to 6 p.m starting october the 19th got golf iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 have you heard about or seen the grind's brand new user-friendly website if the answer is no i think you're kind of missing out our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to facebook twitter instagram and soundcloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on that's the grind on not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Got something you're grinding on? 
Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. As we promised previous to the break, we're going to talk Major League Baseball as the ALCS and NLCS are in full swing. Last night, the Bravos uh, took on the Dodgers. The Braves, uh, you know, jumped out there and really early on kind of owned this owned this baseball game. Got out to a seven to nothing lead. You know, then then here come the 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 Dodgers. They get three on the board. It's kind of nice. You know, it's not a shutout, but you know, it's a good win. Uh, and then somebody told the the Dodgers that uh, they need to keep swinging. Uh, Albies puts on two more, puts on another run uh, to get it to eight to to three. And then uh, in the seventh inning, the Dodgers kind of come alive and they uh, they put on a lot of hits, a lot of runs, and uh, basically added years uh, or took years away from my life. I think uh, as as they continued to battle, it came down to literally 90 feet away from the tying run crossing the plate uh, and and the Dodgers uh, flame kind of gets extinguished a little bit as the Bravos knock off the Dodgers in uh, it couldn't have been more uh, I don't know I don't know what you want to call it heartbreaking fashion uh, eight to seven Braves beat the Dodgers take a 2-0 lead in the NLCS but uh, the win goes to Madzik. Uh, the the loss goes to Gosselin, and then the save. Uh, Melancon said uh, he said uh, he he actually catches Albie's home run out there, and then just kind of chills out, like he's he's warming up. He's probably going to come in as the closer, but then Albie's cranks that home run, and they kind of sit him down. Well, then all of a sudden Corbin comes out there to to kind of take the eighth inning over, and uh, or the ninth inning. I'm sorry, and uh, Let's just say things don't go his way. Uh, a couple runs get across. Next thing you know, uh, Bellinger's up, and and he's really been kind of quiet this this uh, championship series. But they're expecting him to wake up. He rips one, ropes one actually, a little top spin on it, or probably gets out of there. Uh, he uh, he gets one and bounces it off the the right field wall, and uh, they they kind of get it in. But he motors around to third base a triple uh on a on a line drive and the Braves are kind of struggling uh I'm sitting here going no no don't let it happen like this because again you jump way out there it's hard to keep that intensity and I thought the Braves through about seven innings did a great job of doing that the problem is is deeper you get into the bullpen the the more uh let's just say specialist you have uh, Corbin was that in, in 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 last night's game. No, not a ton of velocity uh, bringing to the table, but he had placement. Well, the problem was is a couple of those those Dodgers also had placement. It was uh, in the outfield stands. Uh, they they cranked a couple out on him, put some in play. Uh, one of them went straight down the first baseline, probably about two inches out beyond Freddie Freeman's glove, 
and uh, and then hit the fence and stopped. Worst thing ever. Acuna gets over there, gets it back in, but the damage had kind of already been done. But nonetheless, intra a mile, as, as Vin Diesel would say, intra a mile winning's winning, and 2-0 Atlanta Braves lead in the NLCS. Uh, but again, you've got to look at that 7th, 8th, and ninth inning uh, for the Dodgers and know uh, that this team's got a lot of fight left in them. Uh, 2-0 lead is not a – you know, it couldn't be any farther away from a lock. It's uh, it's honestly uh, a place where the Braves have to lock it in, have to continue to push. I think everybody on the Braves organization is doing a lot of good things. Uh, hopefully here in game three uh, you're going to see um, – I think you'll see one of the, the third starting pitcher. I'm, I'm interested in who they roll out there today. Uh, let's see if they've got a projected starter. Yeah, Kyle Wright will roll out today for the Braves. Julio Urias uh, for the Dodgers will be the uh, the starter. Dodgers, again, favored in this matchup. I think they've been favored in every game uh, and have yet to get, get across the finish line. Uh, but, again, the game's played at Global Life Field, Arlington, Texas, the home of the Texas Rangers. Uh, but it is also the home of the National League champion, Ship series, but uh, uh, I think it's one of those deals. If you look at the sixty-game slate, the forty-three and seventeen Dodgers—they uh, lost a couple times back to back. It happened in the regular season. I know not a lot with just seventeen wins, um, but or seventeen losses. But the thing that that was said last night is they've never lost three in a row. Uh, some people would say there's a first time for everything, and I, I kind of hope that that's the case. Honestly, I think a 3-0 lead is maybe uh, insurmountable, uh, and, and I know Red Sox fans would disagree with me, but uh, I try to put those things out of my memory. But uh, I, I think if if the Braves can, can muscle one more across and put that hole a little bit deeper, uh, then surely uh, in, in four games they can win one. So uh, I, I'm going to go with the Dodgers in hopes that the Braves prove me wrong. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm just playing the odds here. Uh, again, a team like the Dodgers, it's hard for them to stay down long. And I think, you know, Bellinger, uh, you know, Jock Peterson, uh, Seager, uh, all those pieces that really tried to will this Dodgers team to a game two victory uh, will be hot to try today. Uh, to try to make it happen. So uh, hopefully Kyle Wright throws seven or eight uh, scoreless innings, and I'm uh, I'm I'm sitting here and telling you why I was wrong uh, tomorrow. But I'm going to go with the Dodgers just because if you never if you haven't lost three in a row yet this season, uh, I don't think they want to start now. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers uh, in Game Three. I still think the Braves with an, a two and zero start uh, have a great chance to uh, to get the series. Uh, I just think. Uh, uh, the Dodgers still are a very good franchise that can win games, and I think they'll show that uh, later today. But uh, 6.05 first pitch, it will be – I'm trying to see if it says – it does not say uh, what network – oh, Fox Sports 1. It'll be on FS1, uh, so check that out. Uh, check your local listings. Tampa Bay last night uh, took on the Astros, and really, <laughs> I don't know if the Rays won this one or if the Astros lost it. Uh, again, the win goes to Yarborough for, for Tampa Bay. Uh, Urquidy uh, got the loss, and Castillo uh, got the save for the Rays. Uh, it, it was a pretty tight game for the most part. Uh, and then Dusty Baker decides to make a pitching change, and uh, the wheels 
they came off. Uh, exactly what happened, and uh, it was it was a 1-0 uh, Houston lead through five, and then Tampa puts five on in the sixth inning, and then just rides it out. Gives up. Uh, Tampa gives up another run in the sixth, but the damage was already done. The sixth innings, all they needed uh, to win Game Two. Uh, really, just a just a nice outing uh, for Tampa as they took advantage of what they saw and uh, and got it on nonetheless. What I like watching about the Rays is they're not they're not super. I mean, they're they're super efficient. They're a great team to watch if you like uh, if you like teams that like do it as a group. Then you you should like the Tampa Bay Rays. Forty and twenty in the regular season. A lot of that came uh, from unsung heroes. I think you look at it, Diaz. Uh, you, you know some of those guys are, are really uh, a, a Rosarina. Uh, the left fielder had a really good night last night. Three hits. Wendell had two hits. Uh, a couple other guys had one hit. But uh, I think you look at Renfro, uh, a Rosarina. Uh, all of these guys had double, you know, doubles in, in the night and really had a good night uh, to get their win there. Uh, in the fifth inning. Uh, a lot of people's going to question Dusty Baker's uh, coaching ability. Uh, actually, the show that, that was leading up to us was already doing that. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, being the position that he's in, uh, nobody else wanted this job, let alone uh, to be in the position that he's in. I think he made the best decision for the series is what he thought, and uh, ultimately it wasn't a good decision for the game. And the Rays, uh, again, a commanding 3-0 lead, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, after that decision if the Rays don't finish the series uh, tonight. Their game will be the nightcap again, as it will be, I think, an 8.40 uh, start time. Let me try to get to the uh, to the date here as uh, my computer acts up like regularly uh, on, on ESPN.com. But, yeah, they're the nightcap, 8.40 first pitch. TBS will be holding that. The game will be played at Petco Park in San Diego, uh, the home ballpark of the San Diego Padres, but uh, transformed into the home of the American League Championship Series. Tyler Glass now will hit the mound for the for the Rays, and Zach Grinky uh, will take the mound for the Houston Trastros, as Jude Ellison would call them. But uh, you know what? That's baseball in a nutshell. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, Le'Veon Bell is without a job. We'll talk about what he could be doing, what the options are out there, and then is there a reuniting of he and Antonio Brown? Who would want him and why? We'll talk about it on the flip. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire. 
Bar with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. No sellouts and no gimmicks. We're a station that's anchored by experts and sports fans just like you. This is Rocky Top Sports. Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blunt County Zone, Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show. The grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end? If the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, the Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. Six to seven will no longer be the start time. We will shift to the afternoon grind. Five to six p.m. on your afternoon commute home. We'll talk hot topics here in Blunt County. We'll talk big orange sports, Tennessee sports, and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon five to six p.m will be the new grind five to six p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19 5 to 6 p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind five to six p.m starting october the 19th We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. As we uh, mentioned before the break, Le'Veon Bell last night released by the New York Jets. You know how bad you got to be to get released by the Jets? I mean, it's a, it's a tough road uh, if you uh, you kind of get cut by uh, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But uh, the rocky relationship between Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets came to an abrupt end after 19 months of, of, of a relationship that says filled with disappointment and broken promises. I'm like, is this an episode of uh, insert uh, soap opera name here? Uh, Bell, who arrived as the marquee free agent in 2019, never clicked with Coach Adam Gase, who was opposed to the signing before it happened. Uh, after having conversations with Le'Veon, his agent, and exploring potential trade options, we have made the decision to release Le'Veon, the team said in a statement. The Jets organization appreciates Le'Veon's effort during his time here, and we know he worked hard to make significant contributions to the team. We believe this decision is the best interest of both parties, and we wish him future success. But as a vested veteran, Le'Veon will not be subject to waivers. He will be a free agent at 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Uh, Bell shared his thoughts on Twitter shortly after the announcement uh, when he tweeted the praying hands emoji. That's it. No hashtag, no anything, just praying hands emoji. Uh, Frustrated by his lack of involvement in the offense, Bell met with uh, general manager Joe Douglas and head coach Adam Gase on Monday. Uh, They told Bell they would explore a trade. They gave his agent permission to explore a trade as well. Uh, The Jets contacted every team but found the contract was difficult to move. They they were willing to eat some of the $6 million remaining on his 2020 base salary, but the sticking point was an $8 million injury guarantee in 2021. No team wanted to take on that much risk, fearing a serious injury this season. In the end, neither did the Jets. They couldn't continue to shop him until November 3rd trade deadline, uh, hoping to recoup a late-round pick, but they're too wary of the injury guarantee, uh, knowing they were planning to cut him in the offseason. So they just made the most and got out of there. Uh, You know, I think Le'Veon Bell still has a lot of talent. I I think he's a guy that, uh, uh, you know, has kind of read his own paper clippings a little too much. Uh, again, when he was in Pittsburgh, a quiet Le'Veon Bell was a monster Le'Veon Bell. The problem is is he he continues to reinvent the the quirky, odd side of Le'Veon Bell, and uh, a lot of teams aren't willing to do that. So we'll find out if if uh, if he is going to you know kind of recant a little bit of that uh, those guarantees, be willing to take a lesser deal. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I think he's interested in uh, in seeing if a team can vet and and make room for him uh, with the current deal before he looks to offload it. I kind of mentioned in the previous break, and I think the the show leading to us said the same thing. You know, he he and Antonio Brown now out of work as of 4 p.m. this this afternoon. Uh, is there a place for them, both of them, on the same team? Is anybody willing to take one or both of them? I think all is a really good question, but you know what? Uh, it's it's a question that's got to be answered now because he's no longer a Jet, and uh, and AB is no longer anything. So we'll see if e- either one of them who who's the first one to get a job 
But you know what? It ain't going to be today because we're out of here. It's the top of the hour. We're going back to SB Nation on your source for sports here in Blunt County. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.